Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anyhow, it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless. Connecting everything everywhere and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. You're right. Right, you're right over yeah, there. I was losing my voice for a second. Last time that happened, I had too much to drink after a Ranger Island game. <laughs> All right, Cinco Day 5, I'm going to give you today being Leap Day. It is February 29th. Only occurs in election years, I'll remind you. That's right. Unless it's 100. Yeah, I'm going to give you the five most memorable moments to ever happen on the date February 29th. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, here we go. Here we go! Number five. I got to tell you, before you even start, I don't think I can name a one. <laughs> I got to right. tell you. I'm going to teach you a little history here. Go ahead. All right, first one. Ja Rule is born. Ja Rule, really? He is the most famous person to have a leap day birthday. Wow. Do you celebrate a leap day birthday on March 1st or February 28th when it is not Hmm. a leap year? That is a great question. Let's ask Ja Rule. I think the answer is easy. Depending on which one every few years is a Saturday. Hold on a second, Sean. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, he's Tiki is literally taking his phone out to ask Ja Rule. Do you have his number or something? I do. You do? <laughs> of course I do. It's the most random thing when he casually says, let me just ask him. It's not Art Stapleton. It's Ja Rule. <laughs> Tiki, please let me know that you're starting the text with happy birthday. Yeah, first. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Should I? Is, get, it, is it his birthday? Yes, that's, that's the point on the list. Yeah. Should oh, I? It's, it's his, his birthday. Oh, that's right. It's the 29th. Today is his birthday. Well, and it's going to add, like, if I was asking, it, I forgot it's the 29th. So never mind. Keep I think going. the way you say it is, hey, Ja, what's up? It's Teak. Yes. Happy birthday. He's probably only like 10 years old when you think about <laughs> how many birthdays right. you actually have. Just out of curiosity, debating it with some buddies, uh-huh. when do you normally celebrate your birthday? All I right. think that's the perfect message. Anyhow, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Continue. Number four. On this date, 1960. The first Playboy Club featuring bunnies opens in Chicago. Go smash into that hole right you think there. They did that on purpose, February 29th? Again, maybe it fell on a Friday and it fit that way. But yeah, the Playboy Clubs, they were big. Wow. So there you go. All right. Very interesting. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Number three. I was getting more sexual innuendos from you, Tika. I think you'd throw that quickly. <laughs> February 29th, 1940. You notice a lot of these uneven years, Evan. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Hattie McDaniel becomes the first black person ever to win an Academy Award. Is that right? Yes. For her Best Supporting Actress Oscar for Gone, Gone with, with the, with the wind. wind. Yeah. Happened on a leap year. I saw that, that fact like this morning somewhere, and I'm trying to remember wow. where. Like, I read that that's somewhere. A, that's an interesting fact that I'm glad I know. Yeah, yeah. you know. You learn something every day. Happened on a Friday Wow. There you go. All right. Number two. Now, you talk about baseball having a problem with when guys sign. On February 29th, 1972. 
Brave slugger Hank Aaron becomes the highest paid player in Major League Baseball history to that point. Mm. He signed a three-year deal worth $600,000, a whopping $200,000 a year. Can ah, you believe that? Yeah. Can you? I, mean, I see what you're actually doing right now. I actually commend you. What is that? You're getting the last little semblance of Black History Month. Oh, true. That is true, yeah. You think he actually did that on purpose, though? I do not. I'm no. just going to warn you. I'm glad he did it on accident. I'm going to warn you, Tiki. Number one is as white as you can get. <laughs> All right? Number one. In 1692, though, <laughs> oh, yeah. the first Salem witch trial began in oh, Salem, nice. Massachusetts. Nice. 19 people executed by virtue of hanging for wow. practicing witchcraft. Wow. Dude. That's it for February 29th. Yeah, that's it. And, think about that. And believe me, I had the stretch here. There's a reason Ja Rule was included. I mean, that is, there's nothing. Like, we just, it, and it, think about it. It's once every four years, so it happens. It's not like it never happens. But I think the problem is, especially if you're looking for sports, the NBA and the NHL's in the regular season. The NFL's obviously over, and there's no baseball. So, what in sports could possibly have happened on February 29th besides a birthday or a trade? Gordy Howe got to 800 goals. No, oh, you left that one out? Yeah, didn't make the list. Good I don't want to hockey. Good yeah. call. <laughs> Terrence Long's birthday is on February 29th. Remember Terrence Long? Yeah, T. Long. Terrence Long is famous for two things, in my opinion. Uh, good baseball player, so I don't yeah. want to diminish his baseball career. But he was a Met prospect. So for the Met fans, it's like, oh, yeah, Terrence Long. He was traded to Oakland, and I forget which trade it was. It was either Billy Taylor or Kenny Rogers. I can't remember. And he's the guy. This is the big one. I saved the best one for last. He's the one who hit the baseball over first base. On the Derek Jeter flip play. Yep. So when Jeter makes his infamous flip play in Oakland, game number three of that ALDS, it was because of a Terrence Long extra base hit at the Oakland College. And he's a leap baby. And he's a leap baby. Mm. So there you have it. That's Cinco de Five. I thought a fun one tonight. Got away from the food. That was a good one. It was a good one in that, you know, it was creative. It's just, it's amazing to think that this is not that much stuff. Well, not a lot happens because it's not around. (laughs) No, no. Well, happy February 29th, everybody. It is very special when we get this kind of day. Thank you, Sean. Yes, it is. There's your Cinco de Five-O every day, 5 o'clock, different list. We got into a heated fight in the last hour about the inevitability of the New York Mets and the New York Yankees eventually sharing a division because that's going to happen. Right now, we've got this little friendly Subway Series rivalry. We bust each other's balls. We talk trash. We have the Subway Series. But we don't really play for what matters. And the reality is, as baseball continues to evolve, by the end of this decade, it's going to happen. Tiki loves it. Sean loves Mm -hmm. it. And sane-thinking people like me and Loogie thinks it's an absolute unmitigated disaster. Even though you're slightly swayed by the fact that if the Mets were to get to the World Series and win it, they would have had to have gone through the New York Yankees. It's a small positive. Still outweighed by many negatives. Mm. Jerome is in Hazlitt, New Jersey. How you doing, Jerome? What's up, Jerome? Gentlemen, what's going on? How you doing? We're good, man. Good. What's up? Excellent. Uh, Giants fan, Tiki, you belong in the Hall of Fame. Hopefully you get there as soon as possible. Hope so. Uh, Yes, me too. Anyway, uh, I'm calling because uh, there is actually a way that realignment could still guarantee that the teams meet in the World Series and still, uh, you know, still play during the regular season. Let's hear it. If you have, if you, if you have three divisions, three ten-team divisions, and you have your three division winners, and then a, you know a bunch of wild cards, and you reseed every round, then in theory the teams could meet in the first round, or they could meet all the way in the World Series. By the way, you know, I, ex- I here's what I would tell you: yeah. I still wouldn't love it, but I'd accept it. So one thing I've always thought about with the NBA, it's kind of the opposite of Tiki's whole point about traveling. 
Like, ah, it's a lot of travel. Mm -hmm. I think this day and age, with the aircrafts that we have that are a little bit faster than maybe 30, 40 years ago. And most, I mean, I don't know if all of them, but don't all of them. I know basketball does. Fly charter. Fly charter. They do fly charter. So the conditions of flying is so much easier. What I've always thought, and this is NBA related, but I I believe this to the core, and I think it would be great for the sport, is that you have the same NBA playoff standings. Everything's the same. Same Mm -hmm. schedule, the whole thing. Once the play-ins are over and we have our 16 teams that are going to the postseason, we go 1 through 16. 1 through 16, okay? We do it by record, 1 through 16. And then we set up a bracket like it's the NCAA tournament. And that's how we determine the NBA Finals. And the beauty of something like that is, A, you can kind of almost, not secure, but make it likelier that the two best teams play in the finals, even if they're in the same conference, yeah. which for many years in the West back in the day used to be the case. Honestly, that's easier than everything else we've been talking about. I agree. <laughs> and here's the best part for, like, Nick fans right now. Like, I would always throw out, ooh, there's a chance. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Chance of a Knicks-Nets NBA Finals. Forget that, because the Nets stink. But how about you guys, Knicks fans? A Knicks-Celtics NBA Finals. Hmm. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Imagine that idea. Bracket it up. Right. Imagine playing the Lakers in the first round, and an it, opening round series against LeBron. How awesome is that? And you end up getting you end up getting one of the best matchups, but you also you'll get the unexpected. Yes. And most likely you'll always get the best team because it's a seven game series. The reason it doesn't work in football is because it's a one, as we always talk about, it's a one game tournament. And it just could it could just be randomly bad day. And a number one seed gets knocked out. Right. So football can't really you can't really do it. But the multi series or multi game series sports like hockey, baseball, and basketball, they could do this and it would be viable, I think. Yeah. And it's simple. It makes it really easy. I'm looking at where things would be if we had that format. Unfortunately, like if that was the format for the NBA right now. Got it. It would actually be Knicks Bucks in the first round, and then if they won, they'd play the winner of Boston Orlando. So it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> There'd be no West. Because what I think is cool is the idea of like, for example, here's a first round matchup right now under my format. Tell me how awesome this is: Clippers Sixers, James Harden back in Philadelphia. How awesome is that? Yeah, that is three thirty ABC on a Sunday. Dude, that, over. That's incredible. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm looking for. And that's what I think would kind of create. So to our last caller, I think it's a great point. If we're ever in that world of radical realignment, have the format for the playoffs still allow us that remote possibility mm. that we can see them play on the grandest stage yeah. of them all. The that diff- would work. The difference, of course, though, is baseball, very limited offseason, postseason days. The NBA, way too many. 
So it's easier for the travel. No, no, it is easier. Yeah. And look, I think it's more, I want to see this in the NBA. Like, I've had this idea for years. I think it makes complete sense. And the travel excuse is lame. I don't want to hear about travel anymore. Like, why? Why? Like, why is that a big deal? I mean, come on. Guys are on private planes flying with plenty of off days in the NBA playoffs, like Sean mentioned. Uh-huh. Like, I don't buy that crap anymore. Yeah. Imagine Knicks Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, my God. You know what? I guess baseball does happen. The Yankee A series you brought up, very limited. You got one day to get back. Yeah. Right. Well, we already right. have it because we have leagues that are divided yeah, right. by geography, so it wouldn't even matter. Anyhow, let's go to uh, uh, Andy in Scarsdale, New York. What's up, Andy? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good, Andy. Uh, good. Evan, got a great, uh, great idea and a great opportunity for your beard and the hair. Yes. There's an organization out there, uh, St. Baldrick's Foundation. Are you aware of them? Say it one again, the St. what organization? St. Baldrick's. I am not familiar with them. It is the number one charity raising money uh, for the cure of uh, childhood cancer. Okay. It started with three guys out of the financial district, uh, and basically uh, they were drunk at a bar and made a bet. And the thing now raises, you know, Hundreds of millions of dollars. That's for great. Childhood cancer research. Right. And they do it solely by shaving heads. Oh. And setting up, <laughs> and setting up uh, websites. And in fact, Tiki, uh, I used to work for an organization in New York. Uh, I've since retired from, but basically, uh, Justin Tuck actually uh, shaved, uh, came in and actually shaved heads. Oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> then he started shaving his head so he could tell you all about it. But anyway, you could literally raise tens of thousands of dollars for a good cause and set it up where the person who, you know, from the outside of the uh, station donates the most money, they get to do the shaving. Oh, I'm done. I, that's great. Anything that helps charity like that, especially a worthy charity like and that. An, and I will tell you, I have, you know, shaved my head like 10 times and it's just, an incredible feeling. Well, I appreciate you calling. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on hold. We'll get your information down and get the uh, the charity's information down because at some point I want this hair off my head mm-hmm. and off my face. And if we can do that while helping a great charity, that's freaking awesome. So I appreciate that. Yes, I put him on hold, Lugie. Try to get his information. Thank you very much. Anthony is in Rockland. What's up, Anthony? Uh, hey, Evan. So it's funny that Jerome just mentioned exactly what I was going to say about Maybe if we could see the Yankees and that's still in the World Series. I actually love the idea also because it opens the opportunity to maybe see the Yankees and the Red Sox in the World Series, maybe the Mets and Braves. I actually am somebody who thinks, you know, maybe the past days are better. I like less in early play, but I think if we make that change, you've got to go all the way at that point uh, to completely change it up. I, I agree because mm-hmm. you know what pisses me off about the NBA and the NHL? What annoys me is that the championship, the Stanley Cup Finals, the NBA Finals, Tiki, which is supposed to be the most elite moment in sports, is decided by geography. (laughs) And that annoys me. There's no East-West rivalry. It's not a thing. Very rarely can an Eastern city and a Western city have a rivalry. Boston-LA was unique in the 80s in the NBA. And for a long time, the NHL wasn't like that. The NHL didn't have it as East-West. Now they do. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of the weirdest things that the NBA and the uh, NHL has that I'd love to get rid of. So if baseball ever went to East-West in realignment, you've got to find a way to not have our World Series, our most prestigious event, basically just be a West versus East thing because there's no rivalry between West and East. Yeah, The idea of rivals playing for a championship, Teague, is awesome. Of course, because it doesn't have juice when it's just 
random city in the east, random city in the west. Like maybe you'll care in your city, but you're not going to care uh, care regional. I, I look. I think the challenge of all of this is is how it affects monetarily their their business. And the 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 good thing is, I think all the stuff we're talking about it can only positively financially impact the business. It just makes it more interest, more eyes, more I don't know, more in, uh, interest if you realign in a way that makes it interesting for everybody, not just for one city or one region. I I agree. That's our common ground. Mm. We were fighting an hour ago, and now we're all like kumbaya together. It's a nice little moment. We found our common ground. We'll take more of your calls coming up at 877-337-6666. And in less than, well, a little bit more than two hours, in my opinion, the biggest star in North American sports is playing a game at Madison Square Garden. That kind of athlete that causes you to pay absurd amount of money. A quick Nick Warrior preview and update on Jalen Brunson. And is Steph Curry the guy I think he is as the number one athlete we would pay to see? Tonight, Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are taking on the Warriors, I assume. I'm making an assumption here because this usually happens when a guy is truly day-to-day. And Jalen Brunson right now is still day-to-day. He's being listed as questionable for tonight's game. I assume he goes pregame warm-up and then decides, okay, I'm good to go, yeah. or okay, I'm out. If that doesn't happen, then that leads me to believe this could be an OG on an Obi situation because that's what ended up happening with OGs. Day-to-day, we'll see tomorrow, then tomorrow would come, and before the game, they would just rule him out. And then finally, they broke us the news, hey, he's going to be actually out for right. a couple of weeks. So Jalen Brunson is still being listed as questionable for tonight's game against the Warriors. The Warriors are without Andrew Wiggins. He's uh, leaving for personal reasons. But Steph Curry will play. It smells like popcorn. Because I just made popcorn. You just made popcorn? I just made popcorn. I mean, you made it. Dude, you need a snack. It's like 5.30. People are eating dinner. We can all have dinner for another hour and a half or I'm so. Not, I'm not ripping you for having popcorn, but like, where did you make it? You have a popcorn maker? No, I just put it in the microwave. Oh, you put it in the microwave. Yeah, I brought popcorn in a bag, and I made popcorn. So you brought the popcorn from home? Yes. Is it good? It's good. Would Is you it? like some? Uh... <laughs> I mean, listen, I've become a snob lately with popcorn, mm. garden popcorn, mm. Barclay Center popcorn. Mm. By the way, clearly, apparently, it was crazy to suggest that somebody would make popcorn in a microwave. <laughs> Most of society does that. I know. I, I got to tell you, the only way I eat popcorn now is at arenas. Uh, and so, well, oh, and I've got a popcorn maker at home. Well, I'm that. not offering you popcorn then. I, I wasn't asking. <laughs> I was really saying I become a popcorn snob. That's you all. Are a popcorn snob. I become a little bit of a popcorn snob. So tonight, Steph Curry's playing. And I made a comment yesterday on the radio that I, that I really genuinely believe, which is of all the athletes in North American sports right now, of the, the four major sports, I, I don't know enough about soccer. I'm sure there is a soccer player that fits this bill, mm-hmm. of hockey, basketball, baseball, football, that Steph Curry is the most watched, kind of the most must-watch athlete in terms of I got to see that guy in person. You know, I've noticed that at Barkley Center when he comes to town. It's yeah. filled with Warrior fans more so than normal. Madison Square Garden, it's an insanely hot ticket. Tonight's a really hot ticket. The get-in price right now on a Thursday night is $350 just to go to tonight's game. So I put a poll out this morning on Twitter, and I never felt defeat the way I felt it this morning because I put out a very simple question. I'll read it to you. Which athlete from the big four sports are you more likely to pay top dollar to watch in person? Okay. And the four options I came up with was Steph Curry, LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes, and Shohei Otani. Mm. Now, is there a hockey player that you think fits that bill right now? 
Not enough for everybody. It'd be Connor McDavid, but nobody cares. That's what I, I thought him. I thought, and obviously years ago, Sidney Crosby, and of course, long before that, Wayne Gretzky. I don't think they would kind of break those top four the guys. Na- nature of the sport, even yeah. as a hockey fan, I'm not going to pretend. But I don't think it's just nature of the sport, though, because I think if I was doing this poll 25 years ago, Wayne Gretzky could win. <laughs> I think Wayne yeah. Gretzky and Michael Jordan would have been one, too. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Because it was a hockey felt national when I was a kid. Now it doesn't. Now it feels regional, like baseball. Well, sense. but not only that, I think Wayne Gretzky passes the grandma test that Connor doesn't. Which is, if I asked uh, Abuela, you know, my mother-in-law, who's Wayne Gretzky, right. she'd know. If it's, I ask her who Connor McDavid is, she's going to give me a look. Like, what like, are you talking? It's about? like Ronaldo in soccer. You mentioned soccer. Like, yeah, yeah. You know who Cristiano Ronaldo is? Of course you do. Even if you don't watch soccer, right? You don't know. Who <laughs> no, I know. I know he is. I, was gonna say, I don't know yeah. anything about him, but I know he is. So I put that poll out there. And Steph Curry finished in dead last. What? Yeah, I was stunned by that. 6,000 votes. Steph Curry in last place. And I, look, it's a poll on social media. What the hell does it mean? Right. But I still like in my heart, and also based on just experience and seeing secondary markets and being in arenas, like the sense I've gotten with Steph Curry. And all those that you mentioned, who would you want to see most? Like if you could only see one, who would it be? So... Before I answer that, Keith and I, Keith McPherson, are interacting on social media about this because Keith's very similar to me in that we just want to go see our team. Like, I am yeah. not one who needs to see the opponent. And so I respect that there are going to be Knicks fans that at Madison Square Garden who are like, F this, man. I'm here to see the Knicks. Yeah. We're in a race. I want to see my team play well. And, yes, there are a lot of people like that, but I also think the arena is going to be filled with a father or a mother who's taking their kid or maybe taking their friend to say, hey, we got to see Steph. So to put myself in those shoes and say, of those, who would it be? It's probably Otani pitching because of the uniqueness of what he does. Yeah. I've seen great quarterbacks. I've seen great basketball players. Yeah, but Steph is such a unique. Because I'm trying to think. I tried to see LeBron. He didn't play in the game I went. I I just happened to be in Cleveland. (laughs) So I was like, oh, LeBron's, let me go. That's so typical. And he didn't play. I was so pissed. So you've never seen him play? Never seen him play. Really? I saw Steph play. We were out in San Francisco for the Super Bowl. So I went, I went to a Warriors game. So I saw Steph, and it was it was awesome. Just because he's he, like he has his presence, how he carries himself as a player. Right. And so you just appreciate it watching him. But I think you're right. I think it would be Otani. To because, me, it would be Otani. Because yeah. it's, he's one of one. That That's the reason. I think Mahomes, Curry, and LeBron, mm-hmm. as great as they are, they play they play their sport really well. That's what makes them special. Otani is doing something no one else does. Now, for the sake of this poll, Patrick Mahomes won. Now, that may just be a football bias. I think it's recency bias also. It's it, definitely recency, but he's won a Super Bowl. I get that. Like he he's and people now think he's going to catch Tom Brady. But even if he does, like, goat. I don't know. I wouldn't put him number. I wouldn't even put him number two. Well, I would also say I don't think any football player should be number one because of the limited amount of games. You should never be going to a football game based on a player. the opponent and the player. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you're not looking and, and, at it the right way. Like I, I agree with you in terms of me and you and Tiki, but I think a lot of people, they have the money to go to one game a year, okay? I think a lot of people going to the Garden tonight, that's our one time. And you do it, and you pick your spots. And when you pick your spots, especially if you have kids involved, you're picking the spot of, I want to show you this guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yes, for you and me, we're not going to a game to see Patrick Mahomes. We're going to see our team play. But I think to a lot of people, you make that decision based on a superstar that you rarely see play. No, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I guess my point is if we're net or Nick fans, you can enjoy Steph Curry's play while still rooting for your team to win. You can't enjoy a quarterback's play and think your team's going to win.
Patrick Mahomes got 30. Another teams. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, you can't enjoy Pat Mahomes watching us watch him destroy the Giants. Mahomes got 33% of the vote. Otani, 30% of the vote. LeBron, 22. Steph, 15. Mm. Nothing for Steph. Huh? That's crazy. Well, I mean, LeBron is legend. I mean, like, yeah. he's just it's 39 years old. Nah, he's playing at a and crazy level. he's still level. doing it at a high level. Not, yeah. a, not all the time, obviously, but he's still doing it at a very high level. What I think is the real test tonight at Madison Square Garden is... And it doesn't matter if Brunson plays or not, because I think you're usually locked into going to this game. If you have tickets to Knicks Warriors tonight, whether you're a Knicks fan or you went there to see Steph, you're going to the game. Nothing's going to change that. Let's say Steph has one of those nights. Like one of the, and it's not like that night a decade ago where he scored, I think it was 50, and the Knicks won anyway. I mean, the Warriors win, right? Warriors win the game. Destroy them. Yeah, yeah, sort of close, pull away late. Steph's at the line in the final two minutes. Is he going to get, like, thunderous applause? <laughs> is he going to get, like, well, I mean, the, the MVP champ? Well, like, the, well, the thing with Steph is he's not hateable. So you watch him, and even if he's the opponent, you're not – it's hard to hate him. He doesn't have that – You don't have to hate him, but menacing, cheering him in your building is far cheer, different. Cheer, cheering him. But the game – let's say the game was out of reach, and he's going for 70. Yeah. Right, it just it comes down to like a free throw well, or that's, that's, a shot. That's it's just different. different. That's historic, though. Right, I'm just that's saying. what I mean. So it's like I think it's only if it's an historic moment or it feels like one. Or damn, I'm never going to see a guy knock down 15 three pointers in a game. You know what I mean? I don't that think it type ha- of thing. I don't think it has to be historic. I think it, there are enough people that are going to be in that building that are there to see Steph. That even if he's just putting a free throw to get to 30. Mm. I think that Curry takes over that building. Mm-hmm. And I think it's part of, part of the proof I have that this poll is BS. That he is that one of those rare right. transcendent and, athletes. And likable. Yeah, Eminently likable. Likable. And here's the other thing. If Shohei Otani, tell me if I'm wrong here. If Shohei Otani is at Yankee Stadium hitting home runs and pitching a shutout, I'd be stunned. If all of a sudden people started cheering Otani. No, this is, you're, you're right. If Patrick Mahomes was doing that at MetLife, besides the Chief fans that yeah. showed up, I doubt that would happen. Maybe basketball's just different. Or maybe enough people are saying, hey, if I'm going to spend $400 to get into Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it to see Steph Curry, who I want to see. And I'm going to enjoy it, even if I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the crowd would be thunderous for him if he plays well. I'm wondering if the people that voted on this have already seen Steph and LeBron because they've been around longer. And in their minds, they're like, I haven't seen Mahomes. Uh, I haven't seen Otani yet. So they couldn't separate that because you're talking about the younger players. That's, that's actually fair. probably more, more it. I think that very well could be it because... Mahomes has played how many games at MetLife Stadium? How many times? Like I'm uh, trying to think. You guys tell me, has he played the Giants at MetLife Stadium? No, the Giants oh, have only right. played him in Arrowhead. Yeah. So the answer is one. He's played right. one game at MetLife Stadium this past season yeah. on a Sunday night. Otani started a game against the Yankees and got, like, he couldn't throw strikes. He got Remember lit that? up, dude. He was out in, like, the first inning. He didn't get lit up. He just couldn't throw strikes. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a difference, right, Tiki? Yeah. There is. Thank there you. is. That's an old he was awful there, yeah. Yeah, self, I think we only lasted like two innings. Self-inflicted. Yeah, because those strikes. Short inning. Steph Short and LeBron, outing. we get, with Steph and LeBron, we get two opportunities a year for those gentlemen to play in New York City, even if they may not play in that mm-hmm. particular game. <laughs> it's funny, the, the one time I've thought about this, because usually it's just, hey, I'm a fan of my team, I'm going to go see mm-hmm. my team, is LeBron James and the Lakers are at Barclays Center on April, I'm going to say 2nd. It's a Sunday. And I went to my wife and said, I think I may take my oldest son Jet to the game because he knows he knows who LeBron is, mm-hmm. knows basketball, you know, likes basketball. He has not seen LeBron yet, 
Just haven't done it. I think LeBron didn't even play in Brooklyn last yeah. year, if I'm not mistaken. He did not. And so there's yeah, been reasons. Was, they had the Knicks the next day. Correct. Right? Him right. and AD sat. They game. sat. And I loved right. it because I was like, great, I want to win the game. We were in the building, Evan and I. Was I in the building? Yeah, it was for the Hungerthon. Oh, that was the game last year. Yep. That's right. The guy won the auction and didn't get LeBron at AD. And the year before, they didn't get any of the Nets stars. But I'm like, this is like going to regular net game. Nobody played. <laughs> That's so funny. But I was saying this the other day. I was like, I think I got to take Jet to see LeBron James because I don't know if there'll ever be another opportunity. And, and even if you're not rooting for him, but you can at least explain who he is. And he, you saw LeBron James in person. Yeah, well, the thing is, LeBron is such a megastar. Everybody knows who he is. Like My son already knows well, who he, he is, I mean, but he hasn't seen him play. He remade Space Jam. So yeah. even kids who don't necessarily love or follow basketball that deeply, they kind of know he's in pop culture. I thought Space Jam 2 was so good. What did you think, Sean? I love Space Jam 2. Did you really? I did. Interesting. Why you thought I would hate it? I don't it? know if I've have I seen it. I don't um, think I've seen it. Here's what I would say. I'm de- I've been doing a lot of hmm. research on our brand new segment here on Evan and Tiki that debuted this past week. It's called Posted and Toasted. Yeah. Where I find old tweets of everyone here at WFAN, uh-huh. and we have to guess uh-huh. like what people like who did it. So when I get a Space it? Jam one that said it sucked, I know it's Sean. Sean destroyed really? the idea of a sequel to Space Jam. Oh, the idea. In many, 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 many various social medias. Uh, the idea. Yes. But, I, I, but I, that I will, was prior please to Please hold your thought. Seeing it. Hold your thought before you answer. We're a little late, but 5.30, we guarantee a John Sterling home run call. So here's our random... It's time for John Sterling's home run call of the day. Let's hear it, John. The one-two is lined to deep right. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a three-run home run for Brian McCann. <laughs> he had a line drive bullet over the leap of Orlando into the lower deck and right. Oh, McCann can. Yes, McCann can. He hits a three-run home run. The Yankees are murdering Guthrie. Five men have come up. Five men have scored. A two-run Headley homer, a three-run McCann homer, and the Yankees have a big, fat 5 nothing lead. Boy, everything about that call was amazing. First of all, the Yankees are murdering somebody. <laughs> the McCann singing, and then just hearing about Chase Headley is yeah. always fun. The McCann kid, kid. That was actually a good one. I love that call. <laughs> Top five. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Now, explain your uh, dislike originally for Space Jam 2, because my old research has shown me that. Just like Brandon Tierney had an obsession with Marco Rubio, I've learned that as well. I I do think you have the right to change your mindsets and stuff, but I remember when they announced the original Space Jam, I was not a LeBron guy, I was always a Jordan guy. That movie is near and dear to my childhood and my heart, and I thought it was kind of a disgrace to come out with a new one. However... Almost impossible to do it right. Right. However, and I waited a while to see it, when I saw it, I ended up sitting there going, ah, not bad. And then I've watched it two or three times since, and I thoroughly enjoy it to the point I'd even debate it's better than the first one. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, uh, Tiki? Yes. June 20th, 2019. Yes. Space Jam 2 is such a terrible idea. We didn't need Men in Black all these years later. We didn't need another Anchorman or Dumb and Dumber years later. Take a lap with Space Jam 2 nonsense. Hmm. hmm. By the way, I stand by those other movies. Who X'd it? <laughs> yeah, it's a special edition of Who X'd it. I've learned so much about everybody around but, here by searching these old tweets, yes. So you didn't like the new Men in Blacks? To me, nothing will ever top the original. And when you got to three, and I got Joe Ganascoli at <laughs> a diner table, that's enough. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I thought they were all entertaining. 
They're yeah. all, they're different. They're just they were entertaining. Uh, would you not argue though? In general, Hollywood over the past fifteen years, we've run out of some ideas. Well, after you get to the twenty year mark, they start remaking stuff. Yeah, I, and Anchorman and Dumb and Dumb. They're so stupid that we got other ones. I thought Space Jam would go down that realm. I admit I was wrong. I gotta watch it because I honestly I haven't seen it. You never seen Space Jam two? Not not the second one. It is now that we're gonna be truthful that he got that out. I think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Are Space Jam two serious? is atrocious. It is a train wreck. Why? It is awful. What's so it's bad just, about it? I watched it recently with my oldest because he loves Space Jam 1. Yeah. I mean, uh, who doesn't? Like, classic. And he was obsessed with it for a while. Like, we would watch it every other day right. over and over the and over one. and over again, the first one. And finally, I was like, they made a sequel because I need to be honest with him. He's like, I got to see it. I was like, all right, as long as you don't become a LeBron fan, we're mm-hmm. good. You know, Nets fan, we can't root for LeBron. Michael, who cares about it? Right. And we watched it. He didn't mind it. And I'm like, this is awful. But here's the proof of how bad it was. I watched it a few months ago. I can't remember anything about it. <laughs> it was so oh. bad, it all slipped my mind. Something with a video game? Yeah, no. Like being in some video game world? That's why I think Tiki's going to like it. Because unlike the first one where it's getting sucked down a golf yeah. hole or whatever, yeah. this is very much about current day's technology. The background is LeBron's son has invented his own version of an NBA video game that his dad kind of dismisses. Uh, and it's up so it's in like the, Ready Player One? And basically, LeBron is kid gets sucked in the cloud where the video game is, <laughs> and there's like an evil guy up there, and he shows the son, you could have so much more in life. Your dad just wants you to be a basketball player. You're a great so video game So your consciousness maker. doesn't really exist. It no. can be hijacked. And you could put your head in, oh my God, is this really going on in the metaverse? Like, it felt realistic. As me. you're talking about it, it sounds even worse than I remember. <laughs> like, you got to appreciate technology. You appreciate that. Do you appreciate I that? I do. I mean, I understand it. So I, I, I have to see it now. I, I'm all for, by the way, sequels. Like, I'm all, and even for remakes, as much as I dislike the yeah. Planet of the Apes remake that me and Louie have fought about, I don't mind giving it a try because sometimes they're good. Like, sometimes sequels right. are really good. Right. Sometimes remakes are really good. But so the- I don't mind doing it. But I think more times than not, they do struggle. Was it a sequel or was it a remake? That was a remake, Space Jam 2. Wasn't it? See, I don't think it's either. Because it's not following the first one. It has nothing to do with the first one. And I guess it's a remake, but also I think it's just, it's a repurposing. Right. It's It's almost like this generation's use of technology, this generation's NBA star. Let's pretend this happened again. But that's essentially a remake, isn't it? That's basically what what a remake is. It is, but I think it's also so different than what happened in the original. And again, I haven't seen it yet, but it's so different. It just, it's not the same movie. It's not like the other Ghostbusters. Are you seriously, Tiki, at some point on like a Saturday night, going to say to your lovely wife, hey, I got a great idea. Let's go watch Space Jam? Yeah. I'm going to do it with my kids. Okay. That's a little bit better. Tiki, I would save yourself the time. I haven't seen it either. I guarantee you it sucks. Guarantee. (laughs) How about Loogie, Loogie? That's that's not fair. You haven't seen it. No, but I have a history. I've known Sean for 15 years. His taste in movies suck. Mm. Yeah, but suck. my taste in movies suck, and I, I think don't know it's terrible. No, I don't think your taste in movies stink, Evan. I just don't think you have a wide range of movies you've seen in your lifetime. That's a little bit different. I think your palate needs to expand a little bit. His stink because he goes, you know what? Everybody hates it. I like it. That's his basis <laughs> oh, for liking things. Is that what it is? Everybody's uh, crushed it, so you know what? I'm going to like it. I'm going to guarantee right now. My four favorite movies of all time. You tell me if they suck. Go ahead. All right? Forrest Gump. That's that, was good. Good. that was good. That was fun. Any Given Sunday. That's pretty good. A little overrated. Goodfellas. You're okay. so full of crap. That's Saving not, Private Ryan. These are not his favorite. Yeah, they are. Good. Those are my four favorite movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> you said you're they're, not they're, they're all grown-ups movies. <laughs> your favorite movies aren't from when you were younger? If I went kid movies, I would go like Mighty Ducks. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> Heavyweights. <laughs> Heavyweights a good one. <laughs>
Let's go to Aaron in Lake Hopakong. What's up, Aaron? Hopakong. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking the call. What's up, Aaron? <laughs> so, Ev, so, uh, for your beard there with the colors, Yeah. how about doing some uh, Yankee pinstripes, some Dolphins yeah, colors, we got that. We're gonna do that. colors, oh, Ranger we're gonna, colors? We're going to do the, the Yankees pinstripes on Tuesday. Yeah, that's already been requested. And look, whatever these guys decide, I'll put on my, uh, I'll put on my beard. One oh, thing yeah. I learned, because I, I went and washed it, so came if you're out wa- quick, came out easy. It came out pretty easy. Now I only put the blue paint on the front of my beard, so obviously I didn't go full extent. But I, I think about it like I'm gonna go home after shows and take a shower. Mm-hmm. So getting it out won't be too bad, right? It's easy. But there are sporting events I'm going to in the next few weeks. <laughs> like Tuesday, we're all going to a Brooklyn Nets game right. in a suite with someone that won an auction, That's right? And I'm gonna have to sit there with Yankee pinstripes. I don't know how you're gonna do that. You want me to do? <laughs> Silver and then Yankee like uh, lines, almost like the A Rod retired thirteen. I'll, I'll do it for you. I think I think it's got to be blue first and then the Yankee lines. Oh crap! You know what I just thought? <laughs> what he could put the thirteen in my beard. <laughs> That's gonna be some challenge. That uh, might take some time. That may take some time. That's <laughs> easy. One finger, the one and the you draw one the is easy. The three, like I don't know, because the beard you're basically coloring every hair. He's got to stay still. Yes. No, you guys are really going to do this to my face next week? <laughs> You've done enough damage to your face. <laughs> I think they'll film it so you guys will get to see it. But every day I got to color my face. Unless my emergency meetings this weekend with both Pete Alonzo and mm-hmm. David Stearns go well. Right. And I could somehow get a contract done. If I do it, you're welcome, New York. I'll be impressed. I would be, yeah, that'd be my greatest I'd be, accomplishment. I'd be more than impressed. Imagine if I, I would wa- think you're in the wrong profession. <laughs> Scott if, Boris, I own a percentage of Imagine that. if, like, Monday morning, breaking news, Pete Alonzo signs. <laughs> I'd, I'd come in here like king. Well, of course you I'd would. I'd come in here like, yeah, Mike and Chris made a Mike Piazza trade. My ass. <laughs> Let's go to Michael in Fairhaven. How you doing, Michael? What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, um, I've literally never called into a radio station before. First time. You guys encapsulate New York sports and the absurdity so so well. So I have, you guys got me enticed. Oh, cool. Um, Appreciate you. But, uh, Thank you. <laughs> I uh, bad Tiki got me thinking. So I'm a little little random, little late here. But <laughs> Tiki, um, what's your relationship like with Luke Pettigrew? You know, I feel like I've seen a lot of those those yellow flags when you'd get these huge runs. They always come back. <laughs> And then uh, that's a great question, second. Luke Pettigrew. I love uh, Luke. I actually haven't talked to him. I think the last time I talked to him was before the pandemic. He got jacked, then, uh, like 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 huge. Looks like a, power, a body lifter now. But go ahead. What's your <laughs> other question? Then the second one, and I, I hope I'm not ruffling any feathers here. Obviously, grew, grew up a huge Giants fan and huge fan of you, like Shockey, Hilliard, yep. you know, Eli. Um, what's your relationship like with Eli now? Because that kind of bummed me out when you were like not a huge fan of his. Uh, I mean, I was always a huge fan of his. The question that a lot of people say they saw but never actually saw was what was his leadership style like? And he's funny. And so that's basically what I said. And people thought I was making fun of him. I wasn't. I was saying he's a he's got a like a sense of humor. And it, and people see it now, by the way, because he's on whatever, the what's that show? Uh the the Manning cast. cast. Yeah, the Manning cast. And you see him in commercials. Like that's all I was saying, but nobody nobody wanted to hear that. Um, Luke was interesting, though, just to pivot back to Luke. By the way, he's had some off-the-field issues, as I'm Googled. He, he has recently? Yeah. Uh, uh, depends how you wanted to find recently. Man, what, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I don't keep track with him. But the, my longest touchdown run happened because he jumped off sides. Really? Yeah, against Oakland. We were on the 10-yard line. But they didn't call it. No, he did. He jumped off sides. So they called it back. We were on the 10. We were on the 10. Okay. We ran a play. He jumps off sides. Now it's back on the 5. 
we changed the play. Oh, I got you. We changed the play because now you. we're backed up. I get you. And I go 95 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. And, like, great. and he blocked two guys on the play. So, so. his penalty yes. helped contribute yes. to the longest touchdown run of your career. Yes. No and, shocker. All those fans call him Luke Penalty Goo. <laughs> Well, that's why that caller's question was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> What's your relationship with him? Yeah. I remember a lot of big runs being negated because of him. Right. Would you ever get pissed about that, though, and, like, take it personal? No. no I mean, it's a guy it's, making it's, a mistake. It it, it, I mean, and it's random. We know how random penalties are in football. So There's never a time you went back in the huddle after a penalty and said, what the F are you doing? Like, yeah. What are you doing? You jovi- Jovially. Oh, jovially. Yes. But you're really pissed off. I mean, sometimes. But I use it always. I'll give you the perfect example. We were playing Washington. It's my last game of my career. We're playing Washington in Washington, and they kept doing these cross dogs. So they would, they would, the mic would go first, and then the wheel would come back around and just blow up, blow up these draws. We we ran a lot of draws back then, and so the first time we run it, Greg Camella, not Greg Camella, um, Jim Finn, his job is to block the mic. And so he's chasing the mic. They're crossing. So he's chasing the mic. And he just keeps chasing. And I'm like, Finn, he's not the mic anymore. <laughs> Block the guy who becomes the mic. And so we end up arguing about this on the sideline. And so finally we get the coaches and we get together. We're like, all right, this is what's happening. They're doing these cross dogs. And so he's like, all right. Let's just block the guy who becomes the mic. Let let the mic go because he's running out of the play. Let's block the guy who becomes the mic who's the will. So next time we, we run the play... Finney, like, hesitates. He's like, get ready to go to the mic. And he catches himself, and he blocks the will, the guy who becomes the mic. 50-yard touchdown. Mm. And so we get to the sideline, and he's like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. So, like, we get on each other, but it's always for the good of making things work better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. So it's just, you got to have constructive conversations, and and relationships allow that to happen. I like that last call. He made his first ever call to talk radio, and it was, hey, Tiki, what do you think of Luke (laughs) Pettit? I think we should mix that in every once in a while. I think a random person should call in and just ask Tiki what he thinks about a former teammate and just see what happens. One of these days you're going to be like, I hated that bastard. Right. That's common. There's not many. I don't think there's many. I hate it. There has to be a few, though. And even if you're not going to volunteer it, that's okay. Some random caller will identify it. I just won't remember them. Oh, so like you hate I, someone, you forget about their existence? Not forget about their existence. Just I don't. I just won't remember that my relationship with them. Interesting. Like, why would I harbor, hang on to hard, bad things? No, not harbor. But if someone asked, "Hey, what'd you think of this guy?" Yeah, and your brain's like, "Okay, let me answer the question." Then you think of this guy, and you're like, "Oh my god, what a douche!" <laughs> I assume you would just say, "Yeah, that guy was a douche." <laughs> like I'm the same way. I don't harbor any will, but if someone brought up a name that I, of a person I didn't like, right. I, I'm sure it would pop into my head and be like, "Yeah, that was a douche." Know, but you know me, I I like everybody. I am. I've said this, and I'll say it again. I am prejudiced against nobody but a non-baller. If you couldn't play, then I didn't like you. Well, then I couldn't play. You don't like me. But you're. I'm. I'm not with you in that context. Oh, I got you. So <laughs> I was on the field. You wouldn't like. Yes. Me. We're like, in the metaverse with Tiki. Yes. <laughs> if someone called up, I told a story earlier about being in high school during the Subway World Series, mm-hmm. and there being this really like arrogant Yankee fan who said to me, "Boy, you better hope we beat the Mariners because if we don't, and you play the Mariners, your World Series doesn't count." Right now, I don't remember much about this guy. Can't remember his name. If someone called in and remembered the name. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. It was blah, oh, blah, blah. Was that guy. I'd answer, guy was a douche. Like, I, So I don't hate him. I don't even remember him. But something would spark my memory to say, oh, yeah, yeah but so, I don't like that guy. So I could even do that with opponents. So in, in that regard that you're talking about, so Sean Taylor, rest in peace, 
he was the biggest ass <laughs> on on game day. Like, and I would there's a, four other words that go with that 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 are more important to how he actually played. Like, you try to say something to him, he'd mf you all day. But then we made the Pro Bowl together. Greatest dude in the world, right? Right. So it's not like he hated you. I got not you. Like he didn't want to be like friendly with you. It's like he put himself in that mode to to be great. He was a competitor. And some people play that way. Right. I wasn't that way. I was always like, hey, man, good hit. That's crazy. Right? You know, oh, man, you guys are doing good today. But I got your ass on this one. <laughs> right? Like, I was always happy. I was always smiling. I loved what I was doing. Interesting. It was different for some of these other guys. So you were geeking out in the huddle, too? Oh, I loved it. Look at that. I loved it. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.